Welcome back to Inclusivity Podcast, episode 12, where we invite you to listen with a cup of tea. I am your host, Leah, and I will be co-hosting today with Dana. Our other co-host, Lori, is not with us today, but we have our guest, Ty Russian, journalist and filmmaker. But before we get started, we would like to recognize our podcast partners, Black Iowa News and Alliance for Sustainability. We invite you to follow our partners on Facebook. And if you enjoy the podcast, please stop what you're doing, like, listen, and share, and join our Facebook group, Inclusivity Collaborative, where we share more tips and stories on sustainable living. So good morning, Ty. How are you doing today? Morning. I'm doing well. You know, uh, sun is shining. I'm alive. I got coffee. We we all good. All right. (laughs) Coffee starts your day. How's Dana doing today? Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Awesome. Well, I am excited to dig into this with Ty. Um, Ty, we would like to share with our listeners a little bit about who you are. Can you tell us the different news organizations you have worked for in Iowa? Okay, so going back to 2013, I started at the Newton Daily News. While I was there, they acquired the Prairie City News and the Jasper County Tribune. So I also wrote for those papers as well. Uh, and then I left to go work for the Northwest Iowa Review. And at the Northwest Iowa Review, it was part of Iowa Information. So I also wrote for the Sheldon Mel Sun. Then they acquired the Sioux Center News while I was there. So like I was in all, all of those papers as well. Um, and then when I left uh, the review, I went to the Sioux City Journal where I was a business reporter. Then I went back to Iowa Information slash the review to be the managing editor. And when I was a managing editor, uh, so I, worked, I wrote for the Review, the Mail Sun, the Sioux Center News, and then we purchased the Haywarden paper. So I worked, I wrote for the Haywarden Independent slash Ireton Examiner as well, uh, and then did some stuff for the magazines, including Okoboji Magazine, uh, and helped oversee the website in WestIowa.com. And then I took a quick six-month uh, venture to corporate communications. It was lovely. But I got suckered back into journalism, and now I'm the current senior editor for Iowa Starting Line. So that's from, uh, that's yeah, that's my journey since 2013 here in Iowa. Suckered back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Ty? Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. Yep. So what's it like living in Iowa? What's your experience being here? I mean, I'm used to it now because I've been here for so long. But I mean, it was it was a definite adjustment when I first came here. Like, I didn't know I was going to be able to get my hair cut up here. And my haircut isn't fresh right now, but it's getting it's getting done tomorrow. All right. So like, I know people are going to be looking like, well, you don't get your haircut anyway. That's not true. All right. I'm on a two week schedule with my barber and my two weeks is tomorrow. So <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get my hair cut up here because like I had no, you know, it, it was very interesting because like I didn't know black people was there. Like, and honestly, that's the conception that a lot of people who aren't from Iowa have. We'd be like, there's black people in Iowa? Like, what? But it's like, we everywhere. We, we forget that sometimes. Um, and so I didn't think, I, didn't think, I thought I was going to be the only black person. Um, you know, I knew it was going to be white people in corn. That's, that's it. I had never spent a night in Iowa until I got my first job opportunity. And, you know, I took it sight unseen because I'm like, you know, it's, I'm fresh out of school. Uh, and this is an opportunity to do what I love for a living. 
So I hopped on it. And so, yeah, I had no, I was just like, whatever, I'm going wherever I got to go for an opportunity. I thought I was going to be here maybe, you know, two years at the most, you know, like get that experience, move up. And then uh, I joked about it yesterday on the socials, like, you know, every time like uh, an opportunity outside of Iowa comes up, the state of Iowa's like, no, 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 where are you going? Here's an opportunity here. And, we're, and it's like, oh, well, that's a pretty good opportunity, too. So I'll take that. And so, like, because of that, you know, I've been in central Iowa, northwest Iowa, you know, back to central Iowa. I mean, you know, lived in small towns, big, you know, bigger towns. Like, it's 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 been a wide array. And so, like, the small town uh, stuff has been interesting. It is. Well, uh, so, so I'm coming from Kansas City. The Kansas City metro area has about two million people, you know, uh, you know, bigger city, a lot of stuff, you know, NFL teams, things like that. And then you go to small town Iowa and it's just it's different. You know, you kind of you get to understand like the small town mindset. You get to understand why supporting local is so important. You get to understand why everybody's rooting for the public school team, uh, you know, things like that. Like you you honestly get a better sense of community, I've found. And uh, and stairs, right? <laughs> oh, well, you here's the thing. I'm six foot three <laughs> and I'm black. So like, you know, but the thing is, like, you gotta own it. Like I own it, well, like you know. Well, I'm I, only five I, foot two, and I swear. Oh, I, I, know, like, I know, but like I'm a know. big black man walking into these yep. little areas, and yep. you know, you just gotta own it. You just gotta like, yep, that's me. Like uh, the funniest stuff would be when I set up a farm assignment, and I set it up on the phone, and then I show up to the farm, and they're like, "You're tired." I'm like, "Yep." Now let's talk about these beans. So uh, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> How's the drought doing? This, you know. And so yeah, I've learned a lot about agriculture living in Iowa. Um, had no, I had never been to a farm. Until I moved to Iowa, and now I have like a, a pair of boots that I use for ag assignments. You like, gotta. Yeah. Do I gotta drag oh. you on the farm, Ty? Like, oh, you know, that's that's how I, that's how I got. But that's how I got here. When you talk about it, yeah. which leads me into this: like, so why does someone with your talent want to be in Iowa? Uh, like I said, opportunities. I mean, like I literally keep getting great opportunities here, and. I feel like I've been able to make a difference with my voice, uh, you know, like with my reporting, with my voice, like being outspoken, not being shy about who I am and where I come from, but also not being a person who's intolerant of, you know, understanding uh, other people's lifestyles. So like, you know, you get some people who come from bigger communities and they go to a rural community and they're like, oh, what is this? Like, and they expect everything, you know, they're, you know, they try to tell people that they're living their lifestyle wrong or everything they do isn't right. And that's not the case. You get, you know, I'm a very open-minded person. So like, you know, I'm going to go into your community and I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to, you know, uh, in, ingratiate myself into it. Like, I'm going to be a part of it. Like, and that's, that's so, like I said, that community aspect is so important to me. And so, like, you know, um, you know, you know, developing those sensitive community, you know, making friends here, you know, getting great job opportunities. Like, it, like I said, I won't let me go. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of hilarious how that works out. I mean, you know, I've been able to do some great stuff here. We've got more stuff on the horizon. Uh, I mean, yeah. So it's just it keeps working out for me. Like I, I have no idea why or how. It just it just did. <laughs> so is it fair to say that you seek to understand people, and that helps you to be more accommodating of how do I uh, not necessarily fit in, but how do I know I belong here? Um, I mean, I, like you know, I'm I'm gonna be myself. Like okay, you know, I'm gonna be myself. And uh, people just happen to like who I am. And that's a good thing. Um, congratulations. Um, we understand that you are the president of Iowa Association Black Journalists. Yes. And 
So the big question is, why do you think we need an association for black journalists? Well, so all right, when I move, I've never worked in a new in an Iowa newsroom with another black journalist. Never. I call mm. the Jackie Robinson of Iowa newspapers because all those papers I mentioned earlier, I was the first black writer for them. And then as some of them, I became the first black editor for them. So, you know, <laughs> and it's wild. I mean, you know, we're talking about in the 2000s, like, you know, not the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 50s or whatever. And so, you know, representation is important in all in all forms. We all know that. And so, like, you know, the we I really didn't feel like we had that kind of statewide representation here. Like, yeah, there are black people in the media here. Like Dana's been doing it for a long time here. She's an OG on the scene. Like, she is. You know what I'm saying? She's been putting in the works, like and laying the laying, putting the groundwork in for the rest of us to walk. Yes. And so, you know, having her here has been like great. Like, I mean, I love following Black Iowa News. Shout out to yep, shout out to Dana. Like that. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and so, you know, but we, you know, I want the next generations to know that, hey, there's an opportunity here for you. And then I want to, because like so many of us like come from out of state and we have no idea about resources or no. what's available. Like, and so like, I, you know, with this organization, we can reach out to them and say, hey, you got family here. You got community here. We had a couple of new members show up to our last meeting, including one IDM, like, hey, I see you're new to the state. Um, you know, right. I'm a member of the Iowa Association of Black Journalists. You want to get involved uh that's cool like if not just show up notice you got support notice you got family here we got your back whatever and she showed up she was happy and she was like so pleased that i reached out to her and i was like that's dope as hell because like when i came here i didn't know i didn't know a single soul in the state let alone any black people let alone any black people in media so like you know the fact that <laughs> happened, that's that's incredible i mean like i'm i love speaking to class oh excuse me i love speaking to classes and students and last year I spoke to a senior seminar class for uh, journalism students at the University of Northern Iowa, and it was two black students in that class. Okay. Two weeks ago, one of them emailed me. He's grad. He's since graduated. But he's like, you know, hearing you speak to us like that really moved me and that motivated me, and I was glad to see it and like to hear about how you know your accomplishments and the things you've done. And I like had your boy ready to cry <laughs> because that's why I do it. You know, like exactly. I all you to like, you know, get inspired to get that next generation of journalism. But like when I can really do it for like people that look like me too, like yep. resonate with them, it hits even harder. It helps with the representation um, that helping it. And like you said, shout out to Dana, um, having a group that you identify with help you bring along, like you mentioned earlier, jokingly, but it's serious. How can I find somewhere to do my hair? Where do I find the things that I know floats with me. Um, I remember a teacher telling me they did this uh, test and it went through how many stores that they have to go to to get everything they need. And so, of course, the white guy tapped out at eight, you know, everything he got was at one store. And then when it got all the way down, I think it was a Latino woman who was like the last to the black man in the room. Because when you think about when we need our stuff, we can't just go do a one shot for all at Hy-Vee. We got to go to Hy-Vee. Then we got to go hit up Target. And then the other places that have products that we're more in common to. Um, I used to always just go to North Carolina and bring back all of my stuff. And then online, you know, but now yeah. I would go take a picture in Target. I'm not ashamed of the the uh, availability. Yeah, because I was just because we went from this little narrow aisle and then it just like, went boom. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Um, oh. 
I, I get it. Like when I was when I used to when I used to make you know go back home to Kansas City, I would stock up on do rags and wave caps. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, well, like look, used to bring my own hot sauce back. I hate to sound like that, but <laughs> and it and it broke because I'm used to Texas Pete hot sauces made in Winston, and that thing broke on me at the airport, and I cried because there was no <laughs> way to bring I, my stuff. Which, I get it. I get uh, it. Man, so like when you talked about the representation and having the students, is that what led you to being also a filmmaker? Um, I love watching your film and how you tied in the different areas of Iowa, um, showing the community and the things that each person faced in there. And uh, how did you get the idea for uh, telling our own story and ending racism? So I got to give all credit to Iowa PBS for uh, like this. Was okay, them. this was them. So uh, in twenty in fall twenty twenty, Iowa PBS uh, reached out to Black Iowans about like I think like oh, I, mean, I, I forgot the number now, but they reached out to Black Iowans, including me, and they were trying to like they were working on this film project for Juneteenth for June twenty twenty two because okay. they were time into it, so they were working two years ahead of the game just to make sure that we were properly represented. And they wanted Black filmmakers to tell these stories, but they also wanted to figure out, okay, which four topics should we narrow it down to? And so I was like, you know, one of the pre-interviews for that. And then uh, in spring 2021, uh, they came back around and they were like, hey, would you be interested in making one of these films? And I'm like, uh, y'all know I ain't never made a movie before, right? <laughs> I couldn't tell. I could not tell at all. <laughs> they were like, they were like, um, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, all right. And then they're like, they're like, write your pitch out, for, uh, you know, come on with your idea and send it to us. So my idea is like, they actually let me pick which topic I want to go for. And I want I chose okay. racism, which, you know, a very, very broad and difficult topic. But like, I had, a, I had a vision in mind. I wanted to do a road trip. Like I wanted to go to different parts of Iowa and talk to black Iowans and, you know, see what they're doing in their communities. And as I noted in the film, obviously it's not on black people in racism but again it's something we pick up the, we pick up the fight for we still go for it we still we still try to tackle it even though again it's hard to you know when you're the oppressed to be like let me talk let me let me get the oppressor to stop oppressing me like that's you know that's pretty right. much all right um so I, I gave this pitch i had about 15 different people across iowa that i thought could be potentially good internet uh, interview subjects and most of them wound up in the film some of them do not like some people were like, what are you talking about? Like some are like, let me call you back. Some never call me back. One person I had in mind uh, from uh, lived in the Iowa City, Cedar Rapids area, like I could not get a hold of her directly. I called her. I ended up finding her husband's cell phone. I called him. was like, hey, <laughs> you made a message to her. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get back. I'll get I'll get her back to you. And then she never called me back. So she, you know, never got to be a part of it. One person in the view <clears throat> asked his secretary. And then it was just wild. Like, it was just like so many behind the scenes, you know, struggles trying to get sourcing, but it all worked out and it all worked out uh, well because like the people we got in the film were incredible. I mean, and then like, you know, I was glad to get representation from all across the state. I mean, you know, we got Waterloo, which is, you know, right. capital. we got Des Moines, which, you know, that's where, you know, our population, our biggest population base is. Right. Yeah, but then it's Waterloo. Then I got Dubuque in there with Dubuque has a history of extreme racism. So it was important. Yes. In there. 
City, Sioux City was where I was at. And, you know, I spent most, most of my time in Iowa has been in Western Iowa. And so Sioux City has been very important to me, great community for me, great home for me. So like, I wanted to make sure Sioux City was represented as well. I even have some people in mind uh, in more rural parts of Northwest Iowa. But the one dude I want to talk to who lived in Orange City moved to Minnesota. And I was like, I was like, dang, because like, could you imagine getting the perspective from a black man living in Orange City? Like that would have been pretty damn good. I mean, you know, I had a little bit of my Sheldon perspective in there, but like having a guy who was in Orange City, uh, I think he would have been a wonderful subject for, uh, for the film as well. But again, you know, like I said, everybody didn't work out that I wanted to get for it. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of what we were able to do in 26 minutes. I could not tell, Ty. Like, I was just so like, wow, because a lot of the people you had in there, um, Cameron was a young lady with the, well, uh, was running for a political office and has uh, Nia. 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 I, I met her or seen her before at the Iowa Uni Coalition that I'm a part of. So getting to hear her story, um, the young woman that was 16 years old, and I saw her stories and stuff. Uh, being able to see like people I've met in person, even like Jalen, and on top of you had a mother and a daughter. Yeah, yeah, please. Not to tell the whole film because I, I think you, you know, people should go and check it out on YouTube. It's still- this is gonna shock some of you, but here it is: there are some people who don't believe there are black people in Iowa. Out on YouTube, it's still available, but just watching it and in your question how to end racism, because that has been on the forethought of everybody's minds. And sometimes we talk stuff to death and we don't really ever come up with a real solution. And the solution won't happen by those who look like us. It has to be a united front. Yeah, and that was the central thesis of the film is like, how do we answer this question? And so like, and I think the film, like, you know, we don't want to give out spoilers, but like you check it out and you kind of see, you know, what will you know what what, what is there. which mm-hmm, exactly yeah. yep so, so ty tell us a little bit about what's next you kind of hinted something about something on the horizon what is it and give us a sneak peek of what you got coming up next well like you know being the president of the iowa association of black journalists like i want to put a lot of work in on this like um you know we had like a like kind of a like a wonky website, but I want to get us a true website and I want to have links to resources on there. Like I want to get a community guide, like, Hey, here's where you can go like to find black owned businesses in this community or this part of the state. Like here's where you can go to get your hair done. Here's where you can go. You know, if you're looking for a doula, here's where you can go. If you're looking for mental health services, like, you know, that's like one of my big grand visions for that. Uh, you know, I wanted to partner, I, I got a potential partnership for us with a, a local business uh, you know, like I want to do some more like activities, more professional development things and more opportunities that way, get more more of the student journalists involved. So like I got some lofty ambitions for the organization. So that's going to be a lot of my like spare time efforts. And then uh, I got to write another pitch for Iowa PBS. Uh, they very interested in doing another film with me. So nice um, so, yeah, yeah so i gotta i gotta i gotta work on that pitch refine it um i was joking with my partner i was like you know we're like we're gonna go lighter this time on subject matter since it was like the last one was so heavy so we want to have we want to go light but then we're gonna get back to heavy like we're gonna <laughs> so we want to have a little bit more like uh you know one that's like a, has a little bit more levity to it this time around but then we'll go back to the the serious subject matter so like that way we can alternate and keep it you know keep it balanced like you know you don't want to have that much of a, a heavy burden on yourself 
What's it been like to a writing for, you said, Iowa starting line, your senior editor there. How's that going? I know you moved to Des Moines pretty recently. Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, it's been going well. I mean, uh, you know, I like, um, like one of my favorite things about, you know, writing and uh, working for smaller papers is that, you know, you do, you're more of a general assignment reporter. So, you know, you got to cover everything. Like, even if you have a beat, you're still going to fill in this area, that area. And so, like, the variety of topics you get to write about is, like, what's fun to me. And so, like, I still get to maintain that uh, as starting line. And I get to be a little bit more selective. And um, always consider your coverage area, your, your playground. So whenever we had new reporters at the Review, which covers Lyon, O'Brien, Osceola, and Sioux Counties, I would say consider those four counties and those 44 communities within them your playground. You can tell stories from any one of them. Like, think about it that way. You can draw a past this and be like, what is that? You know what? Let me go find out and do a story. And so, like, for me, now i got the entire state of Iowa to work with. Mm -hmm. I got 99 counties, over 1,000 cities, you know, count, you know, like, over 300 school districts. Like, I can tell stories from them. Like, I can, you know, so, like, I'm very excited about doing that. And, you know, I've been taking full advantage of those opportunities as well. Uh, you know, we've been doing, you know, obviously we do a lot of political news as well, but like uh, I've been having fun doing this new stuff uh, called Iowa Weird, where I just write about like weird pieces of Iowa history uh, from the archives, things like that. So, yeah, it's been a good job. I mean, uh, and uh, we've been doing a lot of video stuff, too. And so that's actually where I got my first like, you know, working on scripts from is uh, with the, the video stuff we've been doing at Iowa Started Line. So between that and my, you know, writing experience, that helped me write my script for the Iowa PBS uh, film, which again, was like my first full-fledged script. Uh, but like, nice. it was kind of cool. Like, I remember when I got, I, I barely got any notes back from the first draft. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ty, the writer. All right. This I'm ready. ready. Um, I just want to say I enjoy working with Ty on the Iowa Association of Black Journalists and any time that we've been able to collab um, on different Zooms and different things that we've been asked to do. It's just really cool to have um, someone of Ty's stature here working, you know, writing stories, creating. Um, it's really great. And one thing that I really love about um, the Iowa Association of Black Journalists and working with Ty is that um, I love the sense of camaraderie and connection that, you know, was being built because that was really missing for a long time. Um, and I think, you know, in the past, I'll say, you know, some journalists tended to look at each other as competitors instead of collaborators. Um, collaborators. So that's one thing that I really like that, um, you know, your generation is doing and it, it will really help. It, it will change things here. And um, Lord knows what some of the things that happen being a Black journalist in a, a state like Iowa, um, it's not all, you know, roses and, and daffodils sometimes. You know, there's some very serious things that happen to journalists. So I think having an organization um, and having you lead it with such, you know, vim and vigor is, will really help. And it'll make a difference um, for a journalist to come. I love it. Wow. Like Dang, you know, hearing that, hearing Dana say that kind of stuff about you, like, dang, do you not know who you are, woman? Like, and you giving this kind of praise to me, like, that is wild. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Like, Ty, you need to cut it. Dana talks very highly of you. So, <laughs> all right. And um, I wanted to tell you, thank you for coming. Um, finally meeting you in person. I've gotten a chance to be interviewed by you and talk to you, but to meet you in person and not knowing you was going to be this guy that's a giant like my little brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, um, and I have a photo to share with you later. I do have my nephew who was picking at me because he's he's 6'8", you know, and he's oh, a wow. fresh, freshman this year at uh, the great state, the great college of A&T. And um, at any rate, uh, but meeting you in person, finally, like you really exude a, a warmth and a, a, a welcome. And um, it's definitely like uh, Dana mentioned, you need to be able to build communities. And if you want people like ourselves to have representation to come along, it, it doesn't happen if you have that crab in the bucket mentality. Um, I have found that it's been a, a challenge sometimes doing that. Um, so I got my little plug on my time. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, um, I've appreciated I, I like hearing that you had the opportunity with Iowa Public uh, Brock. Is it IPBS? I'm going to get the acronym wrong. Yes. And um, to be able to do that, like I see uh, Iowa in a different light now. Um, I wasn't like Dana mentioned fortunate when I got here. My path is not journalism, but engineering, you know, had its own uh, similarities and not having um, those connections. And but I did it. Board, you know, we didn't have websites and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of met people and like, hey. And a lot of times people would call me. And so I was the one that would tell you this is where the salon is at. This is where you can get these things. And we used to host like our barbecues. But at any rate. Um, wanted to know what is your model and like, what is your motto? Yeah. So this is something my pops told me a long time ago and it's just stuck with me ever since. Don't tell yourself no, like let them tell you, no. you know, and it's just like, I mean, it's like the same energy as, you know, shooting your shot. Like, you know, like if you see a job that you're interested in apply for, like worst they can tell you is no. And it's like, it's true. And so just like, yeah, don't tell yourself no. Like, don't talk yourself out of opportunities. Like, go for it. I mean, I moved to this state, you know, not knowing a single soul in here. And now I'd have been in, you know, the rooms after the baby's been born holding the newborns. Like, you know, because like I built that kind of friendships and relationships here. And so like, you know, it's, yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't tell yourself no and take the risk. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. I love that. Don't tell yourself no. Okay, well, thank you today for coming, Ty. Um, and thank you to our listeners who are out there listening where it's on YouTube and Anchor or other uh, popular podcast site. We would like for you to tune in next week and we'll be talking on episode 13. And again, thank you to our partners, Alliance for Sustainability and Black Iowa News and Ty. Russian journalist and filmmaker. So let's be on the lookout for what's next with him. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks.